welcome back to everybody's favorite thing. It's the Wheel of Time is back. We're here for like the just everybody's favorite thing. It's the Wheel of Time it's my season favorite two. thing, and I forgot it was my favorite thing. And then there was a table, and there were a bunch of people wearing black and hoods, and they were around it. And I remembered Scott's on the Dark Friend Social. We're so yeah, excited. Yep. Um, yeah, so these are very exciting times in the Wheel of Time fandom. So we're stoked to be doing this. Uh, just like last year, we're going to be covering the whole show. So we'll have weekly episodes out for each episode of the Wheel of Time. And Scott and I will have like our main episode that's going to be no book spoilers. So this is full show spoilers, no book spoilers for the Wheel mm-hmm. of Time season two, episodes one, two, and three. We're going to do all three of them today. And um, I'm also. Which coming- Amazon needs to stop doing that. I, no. That's. Dude. I'm <laughs> so rough. It's brutal as fuck it. on the content creators. It's like so yeah. much to deal with at once. So I agree <laughs> that Amazon needs to reel that in. Um, and so this will be the non-spoiler sort of main episode. And then if you guys want those book spoilers, we're going to be doing the Dark Friend Social. So we'll have a bonus book spoiler episode. And I'm going to be working with Erin from the Isn't It Neat pod on that, which is very exciting. So she's a big book fan. And we actually have at this time already recorded the dark friend social for episodes one through three. So look out for that. That episode will probably be longer than this one. She and I went pretty hard. Uh, So Scott and I are going to knock it out here, but um, there's a a very long discussion coming in the dark friend social. Any other housekeeping items? No, just, uh, yeah, I'm glad to, I'm glad to be back doing this. Um, I forgot. I forgot how excited seeing Ishamayel makes me. Um, I have, I, I didn't, I never expected this show to make me feel Game of Thronesy uh, mm-hmm. in the loss of characters, and that really hurt. That really, really hurt, and I hated that. Um, <clears throat> but no, I'm, I'm really excited to be back. I'm, I, yeah, I'm. Let's do this. <laughs> Yeah, let's let's dive right in. I don't really care for the new intro. Yeah, I was going to ask that on on sort of some basic stuff. I put this at the start of the notes of just some of the basic housekeeping. Well, not even housekeeping, but like basic stuff. Yeah, I did have that question. What do you think about the new intro? Now we don't have all the we don't really have an intro anymore. I don't know. I I. I liked the season one intro. It was cool. That's also because I didn't know anything. So I was just like, oh, I get to see the weave and like, this is whatever. And this is just kind of like, well, here it is. <clears throat> yeah. I, don't know. I, I like the design of it. I think it looks nice, but I'm kind of, I liked the original intro, but it wasn't like earth shattering. Yeah. And honestly, Game of Thrones set a bad precedent. Yeah, it did. I it's think that's my problem. So tough. And honestly, I think I said this during season one. I wish that we could all just collectively as a society accept that it is okay to show a map in your opener and not consider it a rip on oh, Game yeah. of Thrones. Just say we we all mm-hmm. are just going to together acknowledge that that's fine and mm-hmm. that we can all do something mappy because the Westlands needs a map. Like we need a map in a bad way and not not just yeah. what we're getting out of the X-ray. Like I really wish they'd find a way to give us some maps in our fantasy shows and Game of Thrones did it so well and everyone's afraid to replicate that. So yeah, I... I still wish that we had maps. What'd you think of the soundtrack? Soundtrack's fire. I dude, Ramin Jawadi can do no wrong. Um, He's such a genius. 
It's it's phenomenal. Every single time something is happening, I'm like, there is emotion in this scene. And I didn't even realize that. And now there's more emotion. Yeah. He's so talented. Like he's the, yeah. he's my favorite. I'm so happy that he continues to be hired by everybody. And I really like the mm. flavor of the soundtrack that he has for this. And the same with like the way that all the different um countries are portrayed in the different cultures and languages yeah. and accents and everybody has their different flair and it's so diverse, which is very true to the wheel of time books and the music reflects that. Um, and I also like how just generally it's all much more based in Asian culture. Like even all the food they eat looks central Asian, like or Indian. Very, very, like, very, very, very yeah. non-bread with everything they eat. Like and it's non-bread just when men was, Running out of the kit, yeah, dude. That was like my first thought because the only other time we really see them eat, <laughs> see them eat is Varen and Adelaus at the table. And <laughs> yeah. One of my favorite fucking scenes. Um, but yeah, I love that, and I love the look of the CG. The CG looks really, really good. I think the whole production quality this season is up and looks fantastic. I do have some thoughts on that, but we'll get to it more when we get to Rand because his is like the only time. And I'm like, eh. yeah, because like everyone else is like when they're weaving, like at the end of the first episode, when more rain gave me that last little like bit of hope, I was like, Oh my gosh, fucking, she can do it. She can do it. And then they're like there and she can't do it. Um, that's fine. It shows like bits and pieces of the weave appearing. But Rand, it's just like, we're just going to show it coming from behind his back so that we don't have to do that all the time. Yeah, I think that that'll change. I think it's – I I don't know how well they're telling us this. I think book readers are picking up on it because it's something that happens in the book. But, like, the way that you see weaves changes as you become a more proficient channeler. And mm. Aaron and I have a whole big discussion about this of like how the okay. weaves are shown. And it's like in season one, there was no color. Now we have color. You learn these things and you see them more clearly as you get more proficient with the power. And I assume that's what they're going with here. And Rand is not controlling Jack's shit right now. So it makes sense that it's no. all just kind of around him and happening. He's not channeling. He's not weaving. He, well, he is channeling, but he's not like intentionally doing any weaves. Yeah. Shit is just happening. So I kind of think that that will change and become very interesting as he gets, uh, assuming, assuming that Rand learns how to channel before <laughs> killing himself. <laughs> I, think, I think it'll yeah, start real, good. Before he blows up. Before he explodes all of Karian. Um, yeah. All right, let's talk about the Dark Friend Social. What are your thoughts? What did you notice? I think most of these non-spoiler episodes are going to be me asking you what you thought and then me just sort of nodding quietly and moving to the next thing. No, that's <laughs> fine. Because I, I, So the first thing that I noticed immediately was I don't think any of these are forsaken. I don't think these are forsaken. Okay. Um, especially because Pat and Fane, my lovely man, is at the table with them. And I the way that like I'm picking up the, the, the thing I do love about getting three episodes is I can piece together a lot of stuff from context clues or like small things that they talk about that happened like an episode ago. And I had just watched it. So I'm, it's still fresh in my mind. So I can watch it. Yeah. They're ba They're very clearly trying to make it seem like Pat and Fane is the one that put the fade on the door. So mm -hmm. I don't think He's really there for them. I think he's using them 
as like a means to an end kind of thing. Especially because he smiles at the little girl all creepily. And then it took me a while to figure out who that little girl was. And then they showed the fucking flashback. And I was like, yay. But as far as like the people around the table, the first thing I noticed was the Aes Sedai ring. Um, mm-hmm. And I couldn't figure out the color in the stone. And I think that's intentional. Um, I didn't know it at the time. But then I figured out it's Sue Roth uh, yes. at the table with them. Whose mask is literally sick as fuck. I love that mask. She's the high lady, high lady Soroth of uh, the Sean Shen, who are the bad guys who invade towards the end. So the one with the really long fingernails. Yeah. What an a-hole those people are. We see Soroth. Yep, for sure. So we know that that at least Soroth is a dark friend of the Sean in in terms of the Sean Shen. We don't really know. If all of the Sean Shen are, if it's just her. Yeah, but we do see that. Um, Ishamayo Ishamayo is with, with them, her. right? Yeah. So we see at least one Forsaken and one Dark Friend kind of running the show with the Shanshan at this point. So yeah, we see Suroth. We see the Aes Sedai ring. So yeah, the Aes Sedai ring was huge for me. Um, the only other thing I didn't notice was the last person they show is the bird on the kilt. And I was like, why is Sweet Robin here? Because <laughs> that's that's like that's literally all I thought. It was so weird. And, well, and then they show his dead body later when one of the wolves tried to attack him, and they find his dead body in the forest. I was like, why? Who is this though? Was that the dude at the table? Is that just a guy that followed them, or like what's going on? Okay, so you see that sigil with the dead guy, but you also see it. It's the Shinaran symbol. Mm. So Uno and Ingtar, all the guys who are traveling yeah. with Perrin are Shinarans. So we don't know who that was that's at the table. Um, we just know okay. that it's one of – there is a Shinaran there, and we know that there's Shinarans traveling with Perrin. Um, but we don't know if it's one of the ones that he's with or just someone else from Shinar, uh, which is where they are at the end of season one, right? That's the um, – so – I think that's why I want to map is I'm like, I have no fucking clue where anybody is. I don't want to have to keep going to the x-ray to figure that out because the x-ray just says, this is the city they're talking about. It's not even like where they've been or where, where they're traveling is. or all that stuff. It's- I'll get you a map, but Shinar's in the north along the borderlands and where they're headed right now is the west coast, which they mention, uh, I cannot, Magden was her name, the blue sister and she's one of the sitters. So the sitters are like mm-hmm. senators of the Aes Sedai, right? There's yeah. like three of them from each Aja that, that are in like the Aes Sedai Senate, basically. Um, and the blue sister who had told Moraine, you're going to like, I want you to stay at the tower. She's going to order her to stay. Mm-hmm. And that's why Swan banishes her so that she can continue yeah. on her quest, right? Um, she had, Magden had mentioned in season one that there's like strange ships seen off the Western coast and stuff. And she had gone to scope that out. So likely RIP Magden. Oh, yeah. But yeah I, she's probably dead. Probably keep remembering her is probably a good idea. Um, I would recommend. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, those are so, so it, yeah. So those, that's yeah. where they're headed is to like to the West Coast. Um, but yeah, the Shinarans are from up north and we see their sigil. So, but we don't know where the Dark Friend Social takes place. Yeah, it's just some house. Yeah. But it looks like the way, and I don't know if this is just like the choice or whatever, like where they were, but it looks a lot like the houses that in the town that they found when Perrin can't tell what's real and what's not. Mm-hmm. It looks a lot like those, like it's like it's, 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 that's the estate for the town that they find. Fascinatingly, 
the x-ray does tell you where they are. Ooh. But don't okay. go back to it yet. Just leave no, it. No, Just leave yeah. it. Because you won't recognize it when you see, you'll be like, what is I, it? Does, it won't mean anything to you. Yeah. But in a little while, we'll, I'll revisit that with you and tell you like that's where that is. So we, But it's interesting that we don't know where um yeah. necessarily so it's it's tough to say is it one of the shinarans who's with perrin or is it just some other shinaran and the function of the dark friend social there is to show you that a yes you're correct these are not the forsaken right mm -hmm. um and pat and fane is kind of the giveaway on that and also we there's no the forsaken are figures from the age of legends right they're like the original right. bad guys so we know that like an Aes Sedai as we understand them today like who has that ring wouldn't be a forsaken because we know that the forsaken have a different Aes Sedai ring right Ishamayel wears one yeah um wears the same ring. ring yeah it's two or three fingers and he wears the same ring that we see in the flashback of Luce there in Telamon and the Tom mm -hmm. Erlin seat from the age of legends from the end of season one so we that's our visual clue that he also would have been an Aes Sedai at that time and and all of the all of the Forsaken were Aes Sedai during the Age of Legends. So they wouldn't have that Aes Sedai ring. They have a different ring. So that's not mm -hmm. a Forsaken, right? And we know that Surath, well, we don't know that Surath isn't a Forsaken, to be fair, but um, but she's not. So we have yeah. this. <laughs> <laughs> but she is. Um, but yeah, so they're not Forsaken, but they are dark friends from all over the place. So the function of this is to say there are dark friends in every faction. Right, mm. including the ones that our main characters are with right now. So right. the fact that there's dark friend Aes Sedai is an important thing for the show to tell us right now. Mm. That's like critical information to know that there are dark friend Aes Sedai and that we should be cautious of that fact. Um, mm. Ishamayal with them is perfect. I love the Age of Legends accent. I hope I that love they him. all I think that was the way. Dude, it was a it was an incredible uh, casting choice for him. Yeah, he's awesome. Perfect. I don't know anything about him, but I just that's perfect. I he's badass. I him super scary. Hours. Super yeah. here for it. Yeah, love love him. Love their accent. Love the ring. I hope they. I hope they all have the ring. I hope that this becomes a subtle visual language for how to ID some of the Forsaken. That some of them are like fucking stupid enough Ooh, to wear that around cool. when they're trying to be hidden. That we can just be like, that's a Forsaken. They have that Age of Legends ring. Yeah. Um. Let's talk about some of the world buildy things as well before we dive into more of the characters. I just want to start with Dark Friend Social because it's like so fire. But um, <laughs> lots of great info about like how weaves work, how Aes Sedai work mm -hmm. in the world. Like how what does it mean to be a novice? What does it mean to be an accepted? Um, yeah, we spent a lot of time building up what happens in the tower now that we're spending so much time there. Like, mm -hmm. I'm glad it wasn't just like, you're supposed to know that that's what she's been doing. Yeah, it shows you, like, a little bit of what their lives look like. They're doing a lot of dishes. They have yeah. their their novice well, quarters. Egwene is. Nynaeve's not really doing fuck all anything. Nynaeve's you know? refusing to participate. Yeah. <laughs> uh, let's see. We talked about... The different cultures. I love the outfits in Karian, mm -hmm. where Rand is with the fancy yeah. like the Karian's very like old timey sort of like Victorian or like eighteen hundreds French sort of thing. But like, I I really hope that this wins an Emmy for costume design. It surely you would think would be not. There's related. nothing else like going on right now that would compete with this. I would think it looks I, so I, good. 
It, every every single design in this, I was like, that's cool. I wasn't just like, that looks so fucking dumb. No, I thought like, it all looked great. And the, you yeah. can like tell what city that you're in. Like I knew we were in Karian mm-hmm. without them having to tell us that. I mean, that's from the books, but I but that's how well it's being adapted is like, I was like, oh shit, we're in Karian. Like, awesome. Like I immediately knew what city that was in. And I think yeah. that's so cool. And I can't wait to see like more of Tyr. And we saw a little bit of Ilian, I think. Um, and like, we haven't really spent a lot of time in Camelin. We haven't been down in like Terabon. Like there's a lot of like very cool, like, or Gildon, which is where Loghain's from. And they go get that Gildanian wine. Like there's so many, it's cool. I'm excited to find out all, like to see all the different places. Um, and I like how we see it reflected with the Aes Sedai. Like the Aes Sedai all have their different outfits, their different styles, Mm -hmm. their different like nationality flavors and accents. I like how they talk about how the tower used to be full and there's so much less power. The false dragons are coming up the hunt for the horn, like all the things that are setting up the, the coming of the last battle, the exposition's done really well. I like, and I didn't realize this until you said this, but I like that it kind of shows like color wise and like their outfit wise, sort of what they're supposed to be doing. Like green, I don't really remember their whole purpose. Because like yellow is, the, is healers. Yeah, right? the yellows are the healers. The greens yeah. are the battle aja, but that is often forgotten, right? The greens are like they're supposed to stand for the last battle. Like the greens are supposed to like get ready to fight. But the other thing that they do is like have a bunch of warders. They really like men. They like to fuck. Like uh, Alana's like the perfect. Like that's what that's their what they're stereotypically known for. But their true purpose is to prepare for the last battle. So the greens are cool. Yellows are healing. Reds go after men who can channel. The blues are like spies. Spies. They're, they're they have a mission. The blues always have like a project that they're working on. They're yeah. out of the tower a lot. Um, and the whites are. I believe like politics and diplomacy, but kind of so are the grays. I can't remember which the whites and the grays do very similar stuff. One of them is like all politics and one of them's all diplomacy or no, lo- mm. the whites are logic and the grays are diplomacy. I don't know. I'm a bad fan right now. I can't remember the two of those. The Browns are knowledge. So Varen and, and Adelaus are Brown. Aja. Yeah. Um, they're like writing a book. Right. And who am I forgetting? Was that all seven Ajas? I'm pretty sure that was all seven, yeah. Grays, the whites, the browns, the reds, the greens, the yellows. The blues, the, the yellows. Blues. Yeah, that's all of them. Yeah. Um, yeah, so we're getting to see a lot more of that. I think we've gotten to have all, they've explained all the Ajas except for the whites, I think. The whites are logic, the grays are diplomacy. That's what it is. Um, but yeah, super, super cool. We saw Shiriam got, get introduced. Shiriam matters, the mistress of novices. Mm-hmm. We get to see that. Power yeah, she was really cool. I also like the this show does a really good job of setting up the scariness of something or like the danger of something without being like that's dangerous and then walking away. They're like, we have had hundreds of sisters never come back through the archways. Like it's and then Elaine is just like, oh, people have tried for like hundreds of years. Fucking, it's not it. It's, that's not a thing. But we'll spend the night in this creepy room for sure. <laughs> for sure, for sure. 
the Age of Legends stuff is really, really cool. Like the fact that we don't know how the Tirangri all work for the most part and how dangerous objects of the power are and they can't make Terangriel anymore. I think Elaine mentions that. Like they used mm-hmm. to be able to create objects from the power and it's like nobody knows how to do that anymore. Uh, the Forsaken come from that time, but otherwise every, all, so much knowledge is lost. And so one of the really cool things in this series is the Forsaken because they do have a lot of that Age of Legends knowledge. And yeah. so they're super fun. Like POV chapters from the Forsaken are so interesting. All the stuff that they know and like they they like show up and have to like learn English. Like they don't know how to like the language is different. Like yeah, that's so funny. And things (laughs) that they know how to do or weaves that they know how to do. Because right now they're setting up that we don't know how all of the Terangriel work. But we will find out as we go that there's lots of lost weaves and magic and things that people just don't know how to do anymore. But the Forsaken do. So that's a really fun element to the wheel of time. I think like that they, that not only are they super powerful, but they know how to do shit that, uh, that our current characters have just like forgotten. Nobody yeah. even realizes that anybody ever could do it. So look forward to that. There's lots of cool uh, shit coming am. from that. I saw him. Did you like the, the colors of the weaves and the airbending? Like, what do you think about that as they start yeah. explaining how it works a little more? I do like when they explain the magic system and this, I didn't hate the way this was because every magic system usually is like, we work off the elements and Mm -hmm. stuff like that. And then after she explained that, I'm like, Oh, Randall, he knows how to use fire and he's fucking angry and he's trying to suppress us. And that's why the whole goddamn house burned down. That's correct. Randall, Um, he does know how to use fire at this point. (laughs) Um, And not on purpose. Yeah. (laughs) And with no finesse. Yeah, it's kind of like if he burps in his sleep, he's just going to burn the house down or whatever. Like, yeah, pretty much. It, but then, like, seeing them try to clean the water or whatever, I was like, okay, but, like, they're also kind of using science to do this. It's not just like, it's magic, and then, bloop, it's clean. It's like, no, you have to remove the earth and minerals from it, and then you have to repurify the water and sift it through your hand. And I was like, okay, that's fucking cool. Like, that's not, like, super science or whatever, but it's still, like, it's it's actually, like, based in real shit that you would normally do to try and clean water. So mm-hmm. I did I did really like that. I I don't – the one scene that felt really weird to me was that she's cleaning the kitchen and then Nynaeve's just hanging out in the kitchen. She's not doing anything. And then the lady just walks in and she's like, we're going to clean water right now. Like, you guys are doing kitchen duty and shit right now, but everybody leave. We're doing this. Out of fucking yeah, nowhere. That was just time. weird. I thought that was yeah. weird too. I was like, wait, did we like come here for a field trip or you're just like, it's a learning opportunity. Yeah. Like, yeah, I guess. What if Gwen hadn't finished cleaning the rooms and that lady just came in and then Gwen was like, hey, what are y'all doing in here? Like, I don't. <laughs> That's funny. But I liked the lesson. I did. I did really like the lesson. Did you like the sort of like Anakin Skywalker thing with Leanne and. And uh, naive, where it's like there's different ways to mm. like to be powerful and to learn how to channel and like use your anger, Anakin, and like yeah, that was uh, I dude. You know what my problem is is I always like really the people who are supposed to be on the side of good that I just have like questionable morals or whatever. Like they're chaotic good. Um, Leandrin's not a she's not a good person. Like I, I know that I know that for a fact that this by the end of this sh- this season I will be like God damn it Leandrin, 
Do you think she's a dark friend or do you think that she's just an asshole? I think she's just an asshole, but well, maybe, I don't know because I don't think they would reveal that she's a dark friend that early. Or if she is, I don't think she's the one that was sitting at the table. Okay. Because I we couldn't even identify the ring. Well, I couldn't. I don't know. It I couldn't tell the color of the ring. And I think that's why they did that. Was like, you're not supposed to know like which sect of the the tower is like helping them. Maybe it is only this one like sisterhood or whatever. Maybe it's not like everybody. Or maybe it's like a different color. I don't know. But is there a black? If because then it'd be black, right? They would just be like, okay, well, we don't have this. So here's like the evil version of the Aes Sedai. I don't know. I feel like that's super on the nose, especially because DC did that. But these books are older than DC. So With what? The lantern? The green lantern? Yeah, the black lantern ring. The black lantern ring. Okay. Yeah. But I feel like she is going to turn out to be way worse off. Which sucks because like I genuinely did tear up when she when the old guy when Nynaeve finds her with the man in the her harbor. Her son. Her son. I was like, dude. Yeah. Also, just okay, and I know I'm supposed to know this, or I know I'm not supposed to know this, and everybody who reads the books is supposed to know this, but then just randomly mentioning that the I said I live for hundreds of years is fucking dope. Okay. Like no one talks about that shit. And I'm just like, that's fucking lit. That means that everyone in that tower has been around for a long time. And not necessarily. A lot of them are very old, but not all of them. Like Moraine is the age that she looks. Like Moraine's mm-hmm. not hundreds of years old. Um, but yeah, the aging of the Aes Sedai is an important thing thing that will come up hooray yeah it's like a thing well maybe they won't do it but it's it's a i think they will it's very much a a thing that will come up later as they start to understand more about themselves Mm -hmm. um because they know so little but they're gonna start learning stuff rapidly um so good yeah that will come up and yes i'm very glad that they explained that and i'm glad you clocked it because it's one of those things that i kind of take for granted i'm like yeah 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 (laughs) But yeah, yeah they have, like, yeah, I knew that dumbass. Yeah, channelers <laughs> have very long lives and they age really slowly, at least in the books. I'm not sure how they're handling that in the show as to like, like in the books, an Aes Sedai who looks like Varen would be like a thousand years old, like to That's look awesome. that old because they age really slowly. They don't, they don't, mm. it's something that actually, and this is not really a spoiler, but Nynaeve in the books is always pissed because she looks so young and she is so young and she wants to like start looking older. She wants to have oh, this like older look to her so yeah. that she can like be taken more <laughs> seriously. And she's cause she hates being like the young wisdom too, right? Like that's always kind of gotten in her craw. She's just like wants to be treated older. And she's like, I want my gray hairs. And everyone's like, bitch, let's she and she wants to start getting this eyes. There's an, a look in the books that the eyes that I have, this ageless. They call it the agelessness, where you can't quite put the age to an eyes that I. Um, and it's like rude to ask about their age. And it's a whole, I'm I'm betting that a lot of that will come back. I hope so, especially now that we've seen Leandrin with a son who is, like, on his deathbed. That, seriously, dude, like, that's what I love about the show is, like, you're like, God damn it, fuck you, Leandrin. But then we go in and she's, like, legitimately having an emotional breakdown over this because she didn't know she's been hurting him this whole time. And I was like, nope, 
damn it. Now I feel for you. Now I feel bad for you. Poor Leandrin. Yeah. Maybe sort of. I can't decide where I, how I do yeah. Um Layers, god damn you. The onion. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I um, also Blade Masters and Sword Forms. That was fun. Those are, that was cool. That those that's exciting things. For some reason, what Nynaeve is like focused on. I didn't really get that. But then I was like, oh, but she's in love with Rant or she's in love with Lan. And so maybe she's like, this is my she's way of getting avoiding, close to him. She's avoiding learning her oh, use of power because she never sucks mind at that. it. She like can't embrace the source. So she's just starting to like do a thing that she can do rather than make an effort because she like doesn't want to be an Aes Sedai. And she's like very conf- conflicted about being an Aes Sedai and like having the ability to channel and all this stuff. But but like blade masters and sword forms are a big deal in the books. Mm. Like the, and so we get to see Nynaeve doing it. We see land practicing forms and we see Rand learning about them from the guy in the asylum that he's this, with. The crazy dude. Yeah. From that, the, who was like in the Aiel war and he talks about sword forms and is like mm-hmm. playing them out. Right. And then they also, he mentions his heron marked blade, which yeah. I want to point out because we've seen that Tam has a heron marked blade. That that's the sword that Rand now carries. Mm-hmm. And the show is now explaining to us that the heron marked blade means that you are a blade master to have the heron means that you're a badass. Yeah. So the fact that Tam has that, speaks volumes and now and now rand has it and he's running around with this thing that he's and he is rand is not he a blade work, master yeah. he yes. did not earn <laughs> yeah that, that indicates something about him that is not correct but that everyone in the world sees and knows what it means so yeah. worth pointing that out and i'm just really glad to see them like hitting their stride on this and getting out of this like really basic as fuck like lord of the rings light yeah like now it, we're building like now we're in rand land yeah. you know what i mean like we're i'm excited um so let's talk about Lan and Moraine. So please don't be mad. <clears throat> um, but this is like the one story I really don't care about right now. Tell me why. I just, we don't know what Moraine is doing. And every time we see her, I'm just like, you're being such a bitch right now. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's just it pisses me off like yeah it gave me Adelaus and Varen and both of them are fucking hot fire but like every scene that they're in it's literally just like I want you to go away I swore an oath okay but I don't care but I'm gonna stay okay it literally like every every scene with them is like that until the very end where she's like you're a bitch you're not equal get the fuck out of here you stupid swords person I don't know. It just, I think it's because I don't know the significance of um, the, what's his name? Bale. Bale Doman. Bale Doman. Yeah. I don't Bale know Doman's why. here. Yeah. I don't see. That's I, like, I don't know why it's important that he's there. Oh, he's just the best. The, no. He's just. Okay. He's just. I thought best. he was the dude in the harbor for Leandrin for a minute. No, he's just the best and he's going to do like a whole ton of shit. And he, um, his original, like his book origin is that he scoops up Perrin and no, Matt and Rand. Oh, bad book reader. I'm trying to remember. So he scoops up some of the kids after Shatter Logoth on their escape. Oh, okay. I'm pretty sure it's Matt and Rand. Uh, and takes them that. on his boat for a hot little second, and then he continues to show up. Like Bale Doman is just sort of around all the time, doing awesome shit. And Bale Doman like, things, yeah. And he's a pirate, and he's oh, a okay. and he's like, I, like I mean, he's like that. Well, he's talks like a pirate. He's not a. He's he's a good guy. He's not like 
he's not a bad guy. I don't know how he sees, but he talks all the <laughs> Ileaners talk like pirates and like he's just like failed him. It's just awesome. Yeah. But I, I did like that she was like, What did the writer look like? And then she's like, You need to get the fuck out of here now. Yeah. Like that I thought was really cool. Cause again, this show does a really good job of slow burning slow burning how dangerous people are. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Especially when at the end of this last episode, when she's trying to explain to Lan that we didn't uh we didn't defeat the Dark One. We literally released Ishamael, which I don't get because wasn't he already out? Uh no. Or is he just that strong f- that he can literally like influence dreams? Yeah, I don't think I can speak to that in a non spoiler way. Fair. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't look I don't, on your face. <laughs> I don't think I can answer that question at this time. I will leave that to your speculation. But like she and I think I wrote it down because I was taking notes on my phone, but Whatever. Never mind. I thought I wrote it down, but I guess not. Um, she's like, you have no conception of how strong these people are. What he did. Oh, no. I texted it to you. I didn't write it down in the notes. Uh, she's like, he cut me off from the source with a flick of his wrist. And it and Lan is like, it takes eight Aes Sedai to do that. And she's like, I know, right? Like, it just. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> like, it's just, it does such a good job of showing just how unfathomably outgunned they are if these people get out yeah yep uh which i think is i've enjoyed that a lot a lot um <laughs> and i really i liked her playing game of houses with bail domen um yeah so, that was cool so that's what it's that's what this is called i don't know if they call it out in the episode but when he says i learned i've been around the sea folk a lot i've learned the game first of all Hallelujah. High praise. Like shout out those sea folk. Like I wasn't, nobody was sure whether we were cutting the sea folk or not. We are apparently, if we're cutting the stuff that they do, they at least still exist in the world. So hooray sea folk. Uh, You'll, you'll enjoy the sea folk. Um, But he references that he learns, he learned the game from them. And she says, no, the sea folk are good at the game, but the Aes Sedai invented it. And that's, this is when she like screws him over for how much she's going to pay. She just wants the poem, not the the poem. Yeah. yeah. So I thought that was super badass. And then we'll see Rand uh, and Celine play the Game of Houses in Carrion, which is where it's like a very big deal. Game of Houses is like a whole thing in mm-hmm. Carrion. And it is functionally the concept of the Game of Thrones. It's just like gnarly politics, basically. But of course, this was written first. So for the record, Martin did not yoink that. I don't know whether they'll actually call it the Game of Houses. They might just call it the game. Because of how popular Game of Thrones is, we'll see. Yeah, I think it would just be smarter to just call it the game. Yeah, even though this did come first. Uh, and yeah, but most people aren't yeah. going to know that. Exactly. And for for most people, it won't have come first. So we'll see how they handle that. Um, but with Moraine, I know that when we left season one, we were saying for sure she's shielded, not stilled. But I have changed my mind on that at this point. I am pretty sure that she is stilled. She cannot channel. It's not just a shield. I want to think that it's a shield because, yeah, it's cool that she's still got her guile and her cunning and she's like clever and all this shit. But like that limits her so insanely on what she can do to be helpful because we already saw she can't fight. 
she gets her ass kicked by the fate as soon as she it appears. She kills one of them. She does a great job with the first one. She like Well, that's just timing. Yeah, but she does do a really good job. But then the other two are like, surprise. And she's like, well, fuck. And then Lan can't do anything. Like, Lan feels so useless right now. Because, yeah, he fought them off for about two minutes or whatever. And then they're just getting hits in. They're slashing him across the chest. Adelaus is trying to like molest him when she's healing him and shit. It's just like, it's weird. And she keeps trying to get him to take his pants off. It's just, it's so odd. But like, I, I think that she's still, so we'll just keep our, we'll just take our mm-hmm. bets from here. My spoiler free reasons why I think she's stilled are that if she was shielded or three episodes in, I know it all drops in one night, but all the same, I feel confident she would already have gotten her powers back three episodes in like i don't i don't think i don't i don't think so i think she's stilled um i think i think maureen is done being able to use the power so we'll see that those are my spoiler free reasons for believing that but aaron and i had a long conversation about it in the dark friend social so for book readers check that out we'll we'll deep dive into what i think that means and why i think that can work out based on things I think that she's stilled, but I kind of don't get like, I get that she's depressed. I get that she can't channel. I don't know why she's lying to Lan about Rand being dead. Yeah. Like I would have figured of all the people she was okay telling it should have been Lan. Yeah. And then she says, we're not equals. And I was like, oh honey, yeah, that hurts so, so much. It's, but it's very, it's very real in terms of like how the Aes Sedai are with, thinking that they're just king shit mm-hmm. all the time. Like the ice that I have like a big ego problem. So it kind of makes sense, but it hurts. And I can't believe that she, first of all, want to note that she threatens to forcibly transfer his bond to, to uh, Alana. Alana. Yeah. Which aren't they not out. even bound anymore? Cause she can't use the power. Like how does that even work? Because he says he can't feel it. Like, he wishes that the source was there because it always felt like a guide to help them, even when they didn't know where they were going. And now he's like, it's not there. Like, the bond isn't there anymore, right? Yeah. No, like, yeah, they can't feel the bond anymore. They're, like, not bonded. But I think what she, I think her actual words were, I'll have Alana take your bond by force. So, like, she wouldn't, like, it's it's a little bit unclear. But I think what she's threatening is that she'll have Alana take him yeah and like i don't know those are those elements though like the fact that like that that makes me feel like she is shielded not stilled and also um that they all are under the impression that she can still lie or that that she that she can't lie which is i don't really know whether whether that's something that they're going to have be like that the oaths that you swear disappear if you're stilled or not. Yeah. Like, are they, how are they going to play that? I'm not sure. Like I know how they do it in the books, but I don't know how they're going to do it with, with this. Cause stilling is a thing that happens. So I don't know. I think that's really interesting, but that was like really rough. And, and I don't know where she's off to. Right. Like, yeah. I don't know what her next step is. Like, where is she planning to go? And she's like divesting herself of land. But where is she headed to? I'm really not sure. 
except probably after, oh, sorry, she probably after Rand, right? Mm-hmm. So I imagine that she's going to chase him down in Karian. Mm-hmm. If he's still there, because he's left the foregate now, because he burned down the foregate. Yeah, because he kind of burned the house down. Yeah. Um, but but on to the next sort of related thing of like where she's going and who she's with, because I'm not sure if she's dropping Varen off at the tower with Adelaus or if they're going with her. But Varen, motherfucking Sedai, Varen is like, Varen is the character everybody's been waiting for. She is such a big deal. She is like a major, major, major character. And I have nothing that's not a spoiler. So talk to me about it. Cause I have, I got nothing to say about Varen that is like non-spoilery except I have a couple, I have a couple things, but I want to hear your thoughts first. So my first and genuinely immediate thought after she has the conversation with all these things, I'm clearly supposed to know about like the flaming sword and the branded hand that holds it and the fire in the sky or the fight in the sky and all mm-hmm. that stuff. I'm noticing that there is a stark difference between the two Aes Sedai when it comes to the dragon. The true or like the stout fast, I'm Aes Sedai till the day I die, hashtag tower life. Um, They all want to imprison him. Like, they don't want him out. That's what they did to Loghain. That's what they were trying to do with all these other false dragons. The ones that want to help find him, those are the ones I'm slowly becoming more and more sus about. Because it's such a stark difference to what's happening in the tower that it's important they want to help him. Like it's a big deal that there are Aes Sedai that want to help him. And that's why I'm like, why would you want to go looking for him when literally every, every other one of your sisters is like, no, don't do that. Put a collar on him, throw him at the bottom of the tower and let's forget he existed. The way that she talks, I didn't know Brown were like knowledge and like the scholars or whatever. So that makes sense. Like what she's talking about, especially her comment about like, um, writing about history isn't as fun as when history is being wrought. Like I, that was awesome. I loved that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think the most important thing is that she points out that loopholes can exist in what the I said I do. And I think that's like, I think it's funny that that's how they get around lying is they don't technically lie. They're just like, It'd be like, are you a dark friend? It's like, I have no interest in allying myself with bad people. Like you technically answered the question, mm-hmm. but you didn't answer the question. And I said, I truth. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I did really find that line interesting. She says, even oaths have loopholes. Uh, and yeah, she mentions the prophecy she mentioned. She said, she mentions Tom and head, which is a place on the map. So I'll get you the map, but the it's, um, Oh, I thought that was a person. I was like, what the fuck? No, it's a place. Uh, it's, it's a little, it's, it's the West coast. It's where, where the oh, Shanshan okay. are, um, Ooh, and shit, where parents going to Falm is the, or Falma, depending on which audio book you're listening to, uh, is, um, <laughs> the city there on the West coast where they're, they're all like, we're headed to Falma is basically like every, okay. everyone is sort of making their, their, their little way there at this point anyway, like things are starting to be clearly headed in that direction. And these prophecies kind of throw that 
that red flag up that we're going to Tom and head. Mm-hmm. Um, that's where Perrin is being taken to or, or was before he escapes. That's uh, where Ishi, Ishamael and the Shanshan are going. They mentioned, yeah, battles in the sky, flaming sword, the branded hand. And I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, fuck me. Absolutely did. Like, <laughs> I was like on the floor when she was saying that shit. I'm just, and it's like, these are all like, obviously they're prophecies and we'll find out what they mean, but just like, and they're big deal things. Like, obviously these would be in the show. Like I would have, I absolutely knew all of these things that she's mentioning would be in the show, but just the fact that it's like actually going to happen. And Varen is sitting there telling me that this is going to happen. I'm like, Oh my God, the flaming sword. Um, <laughs> Just I want to know what the battle in the sky is because that sounds sick <laughs> as fuck. Oh, that's so fire. <laughs> I hate this so much. Dude. You're going to love it. Oh, it's so cool. It's the best. I'm so excited. Uh, this season's going to be just so We're good. We're eight episodes, right? It's eight episodes? Yeah, it's or eight. Or six? Okay, it's good. eight. Yeah, so I'm, six I'm so off. excited. So excited. Uh, so, yeah, we got all those prophecies. Um Let's talk about Alana, who is fucking hilarious. Alana's threesomes are my new reason for living. Dude, she's her dude. The classic 90s miscommunication joke that they throw in there about she's like, oh, we're talking about sex. And she's like, I wanted to know about fucking weaving. She's like, oh, well, then you just do this. Yeah, she's um, like, oh, you're probably just doing that. Like, she has, like, yeah. this really straightforward <laughs> answer. But she's like, you have to find your pleasure. And you have to feel like – and I'm just like, oh, my God, Alana. The, okay, my comment – and I, I – for listeners, I'm sorry. I'm saying this in both episodes. I'm trying to avoid too much repetition from the Dark Red Social. But, like, I just have to say, like, I love that there's – like, you're probably not supposed to be fucking your friends in the tower, right? You're certainly not supposed to have men in the tower. Um, the girls all do hook up. Like, that's pretty much, like, book canon. Like, there's the concept of the pillow friend and of, like, everybody – you know, Swan and, and Moraine, for instance, were novices together fucking in the novice quarters. But I just think it's so funny that Alana doesn't bat an eye that, like, Egwene apparently has, like, two lovers in her room with her. <laughs> oh, yeah. She's just like, oh, all right. She's like, oh, I see. Yeah, no, novice quarters, get it on. Yeah, sit down. Well, let's talk about your threesomes. I'm like, yo, yeah. it's probably not in line with the rules. Nope. Didn't feel like that at all. And it definitely felt like she was like, why don't you stay a while? That dress looks tight. You should take that off. And the way she's eating the pomegranate, I'm like, I'm uncomfortable right now. I, I love it so much. She's the best. Um and yeah, she does a lot of sort of comic relief and is just sort of here, but she also is being shown to have like an important place in the tower. She's meeting with Shiriam. She's with Leandrin. They're talking about like, like she has gets to give her opinion as to whether or not Nynaeve should do the accepted test. Yeah. Uh, and then she's going to help Moraine. So she shows up there at the end to scoop up Lan, right? When Moraine like abandons him and she takes him back to the tower and she's like, that's yeah. what they're leaving for, right? When when they say to her in the tower, I think. Sh- yeah, because his two, her two warders are like, "Do you still want to go?" And yeah. she's like, "Moraine needs our help. Like, we have to go." Yeah, and but I think that she's probably headed straight back because she's just going to get Lan. So yeah. I think she'll be back soon, which I thought was kind of interesting. It was like such a big deal that she's leaving, but she's leaving for like a minute. But um, yeah, so That's she's going to bring Lan back to the tower, which I think is really interesting, and. Um, I don't know. I don't know that I have any other non-spoilery Alana stuff. Like she just sort of is here being great. She cracks me up, but I also feel like 
I'm not. I like. I don't know, dude. Like the show is a, is making me wary of everyone that is like friendly. <laughs> like it's really starting to piss me off. <laughs> like, There's good guys. There are good no, guys. I know. And like when when we get further down the list, now I'll tell you why. But it, yeah. I don't know. It just, it makes me super sus. Like, I feel like Leandrin is a Snape fake out. Right. Like, oh, interesting. She, she's just a hardcore, like power is power, but like, she's actually trying to help them shit, especially because she's the only one that burns Nynaeve's ring. No one else is there or whatever. She's just like, cause then she threatens a at the top of the tower. And I was like, yeah, dude, you are literally the most brutally honest person in this fucking show. And I love it so much because everyone else is like, well, it's possible. I'm not going to sugarcoat it for you, but I am going to sugarcoat it for you. And it's like, Leandrin's just like, fuck you. I hate you, Matt. Get out of here. <laughs> I mean, I guess let's talk about Leandrin while we're here. Yay. And then um, then we'll do Nynaeve and Egwene. Then we'll do Elaine. And then we'll do the boys and we'll wrap up. Cool. Um, <clears throat> yeah, Leandrin's a huge bitch. I yeah. like, okay, so here's a, a question. Is she lying when she says that? So she hands that note over to Matt mm-hmm. and she said like, and no mention of Matt Gothin, but we know from Egwene reading the letter to Nynaeve five seconds prior in the previous scene that it does mention Matt. So what the fuck? I don't think it's lying. She just didn't read that part. So, yeah. So she's like, and no mention because I didn't mention it. Right. Yeah. Like it's a nice that I truth. Not yeah. a lie. She's like, it wasn't mentioned loud because I didn't mention it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and that was the other part. When she's being icy as fuck, she's like, I said, I can't lie. So believe me when I tell you that I wanted her to succeed and she disappointed me like that. And you can see it, too, where they like when it's a truth and they need it to be the hard truth, they'll use the hard truth. Yeah. But I think with the note, she was just like, I'm not going to mention this. And then when uh, and no mention of Matt, that's what happened. She didn't mention Matt. So it, it works. Okay. Also, what happens if they do try to lie? Are they physically incapable of lying? Yes. Okay. Yeah. They can't they can't get the words out. Interesting. Yeah, there is ah, I won't I won't go there. There's an interest there's an interesting bit where we see in the books what happens when you really put somebody under pressure to try and do that. Um who's a nice to die. And it's, it's interesting to see. Yeah. They cannot lie. So I'm holding on to that though. I'm like, I have a, I have a, I have an eyebrow up at that, but I think it could be a nice to truth. Um, her son in North Harbor though, that that's her man in North Harbor. That was a great twist. Like that's yeah, fucked up. That was rough. Um, Aaron's take on this was that she was like raped and that the the child is a result of that rather than that she had like a relationship. Okay. Yeah. <clears throat> Cause yeah. she, that would definitely explain why she absolutely hates men. She hates them all. Yeah. And like that she's keeping it the secret and, but it's also like you would think that if that had happened to her, that she could have told the reds about it. I, I don't mm. know though. It's, it's interesting, but I really wasn't expecting it to be her son. 
Yeah, that was that was rough, dude. I and especially right after everything that had just happened, for her to like. I also like that she's like <laughs> when she goes to see Nynaeve and Nynaeve's like, I won't tell anybody. She's like, well, I wanted to put this off, but you and your stupid snooping Scooby-Doo have uh, thrown my plans or thrown this wheel into motion. So fucking follow me. <laughs> it just like she was like, I'm not going to talk about this with you. Fucking let's go. Yeah. All right. Get out. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I like the Crimson Thorn, though. That was cool. I don't know what that is. Is that the drug she was giving him? Mm-hmm. Oh, I thought that was the disease. Is he just uh, dying of age or like, I don't. Uh, he's sick. He had like his like hand was oh, all. Yeah, she said up. he has hand was spasming. That's he right. Has yeah. Something wrong with him, but she says she can't heal it. And what they don't say is that she can't heal it because reds don't really heal. Mm-hmm. Um, and they don't really know how to do that. And she can't, or at least feels like she can't tell anybody about him. So. There, she's like rocking a hard place. She's like, can't do anything really. Uh, and then like lashes out at Nynaeve. But the Crimson Thorn shows up in two of the accepted test visions as well. It's yeah, it's what she's given to Tom. To her hand. Or Tam. Yeah. And it's what, yeah, what she gives Tam. So um, curious who's going to be the first person to die from that. Like, that's a little. Somebody for sure is on Chekhov's Crimson Thorn <laughs> list. Like, we're just, I don't think I don't think we're gonna go long before somebody yeah. eats it. I can't believe that Min is working for Landrin. That was disappointing. Yeah, that was that was. I loved that twist. You want to talk about some great twists so far in these like couple episodes? Like her just being like, "I'm gonna go grab some food," and then Leandrin's like, "Are you good?" And she's like, "Fuck yes." Oh. And it seems like that yeah. was all within the plan. Like she wanted Matt to dig through the wall or to connect with her at some mm-hmm. point. And like to be taken out. And like, I'm really curious what the plan is. Yeah, especially because she doesn't explain. She Min doesn't really explain why she's there. She's just like, I was on a boat, and then Leandrin found me. And fuck, um, it's not like super detailed why she got arrested, or maybe it wasn't. I don't remember, but it also doesn't make sense why she's keeping her there, other than like, oh, Leandrin hates Moraine, and Min helped Moraine. But not really. She helped her against her will or whatever. But like, I do think it's interesting that she does such a good job of being like, I don't give a shit about you. Get the fuck out of here. Cause that's definitely a truth. Like it's definitely a hard truth that she's like, I don't care about you at all, but now I'm going to use you. Except. Yeah, she totally does. Yeah. She like, she may not care about him, but she's definitely planning to use him. So I'm really curious what the plan is there. Yeah. Also, can Matt get some powers, please? Like, I'm tired of him just being sickly and stuck in bed all the time. Matt's going to get his powers imminently. I'm shocked that we didn't see them in these episodes, to be honest. Mm. Like, we should be, but I'm not sure whether he's fully healed from the dagger or not either. He said it's been six months. Since he touched it, but does that mean that it's, like, fully done or I, it's, I'm confused about, because we see the dagger in the trailers. Mm-hmm. We well, see we the see dagger in Min's vision. Stab around with it, yeah. Yeah, well, Min's visions always come true. And I I don't know, I don't know what's going to happen there. There's a lot of changes. There's a lot of changes, and I'm a little bit like, holy shit. Like, but Min's visions always come true, I can tell you that much. And I think she says that in season one. So I'm really curious to see how that goes down. Because uh, we, but, you know, some of them are... 
we're going to find out. I don't know. I'm excited. I can't wait to see what happens with that. But yeah. Um, all right. Nynaeve and Egwene. I like their dynamic. I really like the jealousy stuff from season one. Remember in season one when she was like, Egwene like wants to be the best. She wants to be number one. I don't like a green right now. Like I don't like, she's really like, just, I'm like, God damn it, dude. Green is not a good look on you. And Elaine says literally that exact thing to her. I love that. But like, I do also think, and this, I, I wrote this one down because it genuinely, like, I remember you telling me this when we first started talking about this, but the Aes Sedai genuinely remind me of the Jedi. Oh, totally. There's a lot of, of connective tissue. So uh, the Aes Sedai remind me a lot of the Jedi. Like they refuse to show or like the refuse of emotion or the refusal to like help each other through emotional stuff is fucking nuts. Like the minute that um, Nynaeve comes out of the second archway. And she's like, we have to go back. Like, we have to help those people. And all Leandrin says is, your fears are your own. Do not burden us with them. I was like, that's cold, and I want that on my arm. Like, <laughs> <laughs> well, we know that Leandrin is certainly not burdening anyone with her shit, right? Yeah, like, exactly. Yeah. And she, like, lives that shit. But at the same time, like, for them to just be like, Egwene is strong, and she's whatever. And then, like, she's like, but you, Nynaeve, you're, like... If Egwene is a match, you're a raging inferno of power. Yeah. And then and Egwene is like, I'm still right here. Yeah, like, right? She's like, fuck <laughs> you. Every, everybody cares about Nynaeve and nobody seems to care about Egwene. And she's so bummed. And she's like, all I do is try. And it's like, uh-huh. Like, <laughs> yeah. And uh, I, I love that Elaine calls her out. But I like their dynamic. I like the three of them together are going to do great. Like, I'm so happy with the way that they're setting this up. Um. Elaine made me realize that I judge people on this show way too quick because the minute I saw her, I was like, this stupid bitch. And then like 30 seconds later, I was like, oh, she's actually like chill as fuck. All right. Yeah, she's the best. She's <laughs> Elaine's. I, she is already better than her book self. Like, I'm very, very happy with her. What do you think of the accepted test, though? Because we had a whole episode on the accepted test and most of my thoughts were very spoilery. So I want to let you kind of take this and tell me what you thought about the accepted test. So it's very clearly past, present, and future. Mm-hmm. Um, I did think it was really interesting that the first test and the third test reflect each other. Mm-hmm. With going into the cellar, putting the going into the cellar down, and totally. telling the kids stay down there and shit. Um, the second and the third episode, as far as Nynaeve goes, really like emotionally punched me in the fucking stomach. First when we have to see all this stuff with Leandrin and then second when she tries to carry the girl through the arch. Oh yeah. I was like this is not going to work, man. But then in the back of my head like this is what's so fucking awesome about the show is it keeps throwing me curveballs. I was like no, but she got stabbed and that came out with her. Can she do shit like that? And then she came out and she was wearing the dress and she had blood all over her and she wasn't holding anybody. I was like fuck you, show. But like, I I thought it was it was cool. I did get the sense that like it's not supposed to be naive at that age. We're just seeing her in the clothing of the little girl version of her. Like, 
You see her look in the water and you see she's a little girl version of it. Yeah. Yeah. But we see her as now naive, like present naive. Yeah. And so I was like, that's cool. I like that. Um, Hearing Tam yell for Nynaeve not to leave and then her be like, I'll be right back and then go through there. It just like the emotional trauma that has to come from the third archway. And you, you hear it and you see it when she comes out and she just has this like bestial emotional breakdown and just screams. And the queen's like, what the fuck was that? Oh my God. It's Nynaeve. Um, That was, she deserves an Emmy for that. Yeah, she that was great. Like, if the show ended right now and I had to wait another year, I'd be like, yeah, yeah, that's it. That's Still the give it to Zoe. Yeah, it was oh, really yeah. good. She was great. Uh, I I enjoyed it very, very much to see the accepted test. Um, I really hope that's not the only one. Well, logically, it's it can't likely be. not, right? It's yeah. like we have two other novices who we care about who if, if we're to see them go on from being a novice would need to take an accepted test. And, you know, although, and this again is me not knowing anything. The trailer for the next episode Mm -hmm. super implies that they leave the tower. Yeah. Yeah. So not good. Not good. That's not a good thing. Um, we're going to see how that plays out. Yes. I would, I would say that we are not likely getting another accepted test next week. No, I would not expect us to. <laughs> I, yeah, but, but for sure we'll be back to those arches among, among other arches. There are lots of Tyrone Grail, lots of arches, lots of Tyrone Grail are so fucking cool. There's so oh, yeah. many neat ones to find of light and they do all kinds of different cool shit. Like it's very like lock and key where they have a key oh, that can do yeah. everything. Modi. And it's like, there's a, Bodie. There's a ton of Terangriel that all do all kinds of crazy shit. So I'm very excited to see lots of them come back up. I'm glad you enjoyed the 90 of stuff I did immensely. Yeah, um, it was really well done. And Elaine. I'm kind of I know we're moving quickly through everything, but again, if you guys are listening to this and you want to hear more, like we did really deep dive the shit out of this, uh, Aaron and I in the Dark Friend Social, so you can go check us out there for like the super deep dive to the accepted test. Um, but it was great. And I and I liked seeing Shiriam and I liked seeing um uh Liane, who's down there with her as well. Oh, uh, the one the that's other just like gives up on her. Yeah. Yeah, she's the one who um you see her with Swan Sanche in season one. So she's yeah. she's a th- she's a whole thing that worked, but I'm just glad that she's around. We're still seeing her. So, and then of course Leandrin's down there, but it was yeah. super book accurate, all of that, and it was super cool. And I'm, I all I was thinking at the end of episode three though was like I was like Elaine, seriously, go get somebody. Like the first thing I'm like, please oh, somebody yeah. go get somebody. Like we have like shit to do right now. Like she need we need an isodide down there immediately. Not these two novices who don't know shit. Like I'm like, please <laughs> bring somebody down there who knows what they're doing. Uh and hopefully they'll like reevaluate what's going like, can you imagine them being like, Oh my god, all these people who are lost could have been brought back? And they didn't. Yeah. Like or yeah, like what happened? Like that cause she wasn't supposed to be able to channel in there, you know? And then she did, and that's what brought the doorway back. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So it's like, okay, that that changes things. I wonder what she'll remember. I wonder how quickly the next episode will pick up. I'm really excited. Uh, but Elaine, bad bitch and good friend for going down there with them. 
I loved her. I love how like clever and loyal she is. And like, she likes to tinker with things and she can make her fizzy wine. And like she was, her characterization was fucking perfect. Yeah. I, she grew on me after a while in the beginning. I was like, what even is happening here? And they keep calling her the daughter heir. And I'm like, ew, spoiled. The, the daughter heir of Andor. She is yeah. the heir to the lion throne, which Andor, we have not been in Camelin, right? No. Did we go to Camelin? And- no, they talk no, about No, they went it, straight but- to Tarvalon. They don't go to Camelin. In the books, they go to Camelin uh, in the first book. And then to Tarvalon in the second, but they kind of swap them out in season one. So we have not been to Camelin, but it is the capital city of Andor, which technically the Two Rivers is part of Andor. It's a gigantic mm. country. It's the biggest country on the continent. Uh, Elaine's mom is the most powerful ruler in the Westlands. So it's like a whole vibe. It's a wicked big deal. I like how they <laughs> explain that she's like spent all of her summers there. Like this is a thing where the daughter, the, the daughter heirs of Andor always spend time in the tower. Most of them can't really channel for the most part. They haven't had a queen of Andor who can really channel in a long time. Elaine's mom. Kind of can. Like, but functionally she can't mm. like she's, she can do very, very nothing with the power. And, um, but Elaine can. So yeah. Elaine is like the first daughter heir of Andor who actually can channel, who like could actually become an Aes Sedai. So they have like a lot of investment in Elaine in making mm-hmm. sure that like she's, she's successful. protected and does well. And yeah, yeah, that makes sense. But also I really like how they strip her down. Well, no, they don't explain any of that. This is, this is background, not spoilers. This is, this is like world building background stuff that they'll, they'll maybe or maybe not get to, but well, and she does say yeah. it. She's like, I spent a lot of time here. And then Egwene's like, you didn't even need me to show you around, did you? And she's like, no, I'm here all the time. No, I'm here all – yeah, I spent six summers here. Like, yeah. But I like how she's like, no, but I just wanted to get to know you better. I didn't want to miss that opportunity. And like yeah. the Cad Swain name drop when she's talking about like novices who become best friends in the novice quarter and like Aes Sedai who come up together and she name drops Cad Swain. I – Fell out of my chair. <laughs> I was like, yo, give me that like season three, season four shit that we're going to be getting when Gatswage shows up. Like, I can't wait. Uh, so yeah, I loved, I loved Elaine. I'm really excited to see all the other stuff that she's going to do. I cannot wait to see, um, hopefully we'll get some of her and Matt together. They're like, they uh, are a fun pair. Um, I'd like yeah. to see a lot of Elaine and Matt. I'd like to just see Matt do anything. Yeah, I just want to see Matt do do all of the things and better. Um, <laughs> let's just talk about Matt now. Let's just scoot into Matt, and then we'll do Rand That's and Taryn fine. and Rap. Um, better than the old Matt. Yeah, I I definitely feel like he has more presence on screen. He definitely doesn't feel like he's just like wobbly and sick and all that shit. And I get that's what he was going through in the first season, and that's mm-hmm. kind of why I'm like, dude, can Matt fucking just do something? Yeah, Dagger Matt sucks. Rest yeah. of Matt is the be- is everybody's favorite character. Matt is everybody's favorite, and he just sucks in the beginning. And which is why I was really glad that he's skipping a lot. Like where Matt is right now is more of Matt's like book three arc. Mm. Um, and I'm super happy that they didn't put him into the ways because by Matt not going into the ways, even though I know that decision was made because of the actor, I believe. Um, ultimately I think it's for the best. I'm like, please just scoot him into his book three stuff and skip all this nonsense. Cause I hate it. Yeah. So super excited about that. Um, 
he and Min are an awesome pair. Yeah, they're really cool. I like that she's like, come on, but also like doesn't give a shit about him, but also like I'm not gonna wait for you. Philandrin. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Also that. Like, um I hated that Matt just like walked away from Egwene when he that, saw her. Okay, dude, I oh I wrote it down in my notes and I yelled it out loud. I was like, bro, fucking say something. And it just like I think that's what bothers me the most about his story right now. I was like, why is he being like that? Because of uh, Leandrin reading the letters and saying that he's not mentioned, like he doesn't feel, and he like abandoned them, and ever that she's like saying that, like, oh, you ditched your friends, like, yeah, now you're stuck here and you got kidnapped and sucks to suck, and like, it's like he just feels bad about himself. He feels like a piece of shit. He doesn't feel like he's loved, but he totally is loved. Like he was in the yeah. letters. They do want him to be there. They talk about him all the time when he's not there, and he's like part of Nynaeve's constructed third task right yeah like the, he's her, in like, uh, elongated memory. third task her dream yeah yeah like it's they all care about him they all love matt and matt needs to love matt and he just like doesn't get it and i'm like oh at least you're with min because min's the best and surely it'll be fine slash absolutely fucked because you're on a leandrin initiated mission <laughs> And I have so many questions about her and Yeah, like what's the point? Where are they going and what the where fuck? Where are they going? Yeah, and what are what's her goal? What's her alliance? What's her goal? Who's yeah. she working for? If anybody, is she good? Is she bad? And I legitimately don't have the answers to that. That these are like for reasons that I'll explain to you offline later when when it's been revealed in the show what she's doing. Cause I don't know what she's doing, because it's changed enough that I'm like unclear as to what's happening with her so but i like i like new matt i like that he's leaving tarvalon i'm hoping that we'll get to see him exhibit some some special power soon because he is taviran right all the taviran have like a special thing and they all are important and they're all taviran except for Nynaeve, right Egwene, matt rand and perrin are all taviran and we know obviously rand is the dragon and, and perrin has his wolf powers and Egwene is um, can channel and we just need to see Matt and Matt's thing come into place. Do you don't say it, but do you know? No, I have no idea. Good. I was been trying to gatekeep that from you. You're going <laughs> to love it. You're going to fucking love it. It's so much the best. Matt. God damn it. I love Matt Cawthon. Like, I'm like, get to it. Give me this shit. I can't wait to see it in action. It's so good. Matt's to Matt puts Taviran to use better than any of the other Taviran. And in a more like, like he just is Taviran. He just is walking Taviran. Like he's just yes. so cool. He's like, I fucking can't wait. Um, Rand's powers are kind of sucking for him right now, though. He just like whoops, he murders somebody, like he burns the house down. Like things are really dark for Rand right now. <laughs> okay. I need to so it was like really dark when this happened. So I didn't fully understand. Did Rand attack the guy or did the guy attack Rand? The guy attacked Rand's buddy, the IEL War veteran in the asylum. In the asylum. And so yeah. at night and then Rand was like, fuck you. Right. So Rand goes at night and attacks him. But I don't think he means to kill him. Like, I don't think he meant for it to go that far. He and doesn't kill also, him. okay, well, he fucks him up good anyway. Well, yeah, because he's like coughing up blood at the end. He's like, Bleh. I don't think he meant to use the power. No, I right? don't think he did he, either. Yeah. But 
the reason that he does that too is not just because that guy was being a dick, but it's because that guy- He wants guy, to get into that ward, yeah. Well, that guy was the one who was looking after Loghain. Yeah. And he wants to be in there with Loghain. And Loghain's like, how long did it take you? Like, how long were you going to wait? Like, months to squeeze in here? Yeah. Like, this has been your plan uh, to go into this asylum and, like, try to find Loghain and learn from him. And I'm like, oh, my God. Yeah. I, love I like that. that Logan is still there too. Like I was kind of worried that we weren't, he was just going to get paraded through the streets and then never seen again. Like I love that. He's just like, I'm insane, but not really, but also kind of because I still think I'm the dragon, but I'm not the dragon, but there's still someone talking in my head. Like, yeah. And Rand yeah. starting to embrace that he is the dragon where he's like, you're not the dragon. Like, I'm yeah. the dragon. Like, it's like. It's like, oh, hard stop, buddy. Like, Yeah. Sorry, <laughs> that would be me. I'm not happy about it, but it's true. And. Yeah. Such a burden. <laughs> I, I will say I also am glad that we still have Loghain. Loghain's awesome. I look forward muchly to the next things that he will do. Uh, I'm glad to see him around. Bunch of characters I'm glad to see around. No Tom, though. Tom Marilyn appears to oh. still be dead. God damn him. Yeah. I loved him. He was great. He I was know. phenomenal for me. No show from Tom. I thought I thought maybe he would he would rise up, but I'm gonna be so mad if they just straight up and like he doesn't come back ever again and they're like, oh, he died right there. We did and we didn't see a body, but it it is looking not great for Tom. <sighs> again, it's weird having th- it's like Moraine with being stilled or being shielded it's like if we were three weeks into this it's really easy to say tom's dead moraine's stilled but because it comes out all at once with those first three episodes it's like hard to gauge like yeah and i think that's how far are we into the season for things to be happening yeah we're not even like next week we'll be halfway in and already like yeah which is insane yeah she'll get her powers back at like a crazy moment where she needs them or she just is done like she is fully stilled yeah yeah, or not. Well, because here's the thing. If you're stilled, you don't just get your powers back. You can't heal stealing. Yeah, stealing, that's it. That's game over. That's what I, I mean. Logan so like either she's shielded and it's coming off. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah, if the shield's coming off, it, she, it should already yeah. be off. It should have come off at the end of episode one. I think that's our telling that that's not happening. So she and Logan are both. He's. They call it different things for men and women. For men, it's gentling. For women, it's stilling. Gentling, that's what it is. Yeah, yeah but they are both uh, stripped of the power, and that is an irreversible state of affairs. So, and you know, they 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 shield Nynaeve in this episode. Leandrin shields Nynaeve. Mm-hmm. And she says, oh, you can feel the source, but you can't touch it. Moraine does not appear to be able to feel the source. She's And Aes Sedai are clearly aware of, yeah. of shielding, like you would think she would know. So I, I do think that she's stilled. Yeah, that I didn't even think of that. That's actually a pretty good. Yeah, they're like aware and she cannot feel the power. So I do believe that Maureen is stilled and that's Damn a tough it. Pill to swallow. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Whatever. Fine. She can be on horseback for the rest of the season. It's well, they're all on horseback. There's no teleporting well, at this yeah. juncture. <laughs> uh, but the other thing about Rand is Celine. So. You have a Celine theory. That I have speak to, a Celine theory. Yeah. Roll um, it. And I'll tell I'll so I'll actually I'll tell you I didn't get a chance to explain why. But <clears throat> in the first time, so I think Celine is a Forsaken. 
she's spending too much time and she is too interested in Rand for her to just be a dark friend. But the thing that gave it away for me, quote, gave it away, I could be totally wrong, but the thing that gave it away for me was the conversation that she has with Rand in bed about how he reminds her of someone she knew and that she wants to spend time with that person, not Rand, that person is, I feel like it's such a hard, like they wouldn't have, she wouldn't have just said that. And the way that she says it isn't like you're an old boyfriend. You remind me of an old boyfriend. It's like, no, you knew someone back in the day. And the only people who knew that or like people from the age of legend. So did she know Luz Theron? I don't know, but she knew someone who was like the dragon or as in the loose Theron bloodline. I think she is forsaken. She is a forsaken, which one she is. I don't know because I don't know too many of them, but I do think she's what's her name. What did I say? Landfear. Um, who from the small pieces of research that I've done is not to be fucked with. Yes. Um, she is one of the scary forsaken. There are a number of ineffectual shitty forsaken. Uh, <laughs> Landfear is not one of them. Hooray. Yeah. But I think like, especially because when Rand leaves her at the party and she comes back or he comes back to the house and she is hella pissed and like pinning him up against the wall and choking him. She's like, you don't leave me at a party like that. Like she's not just some regular person. She's yeah. and if something regular turns out to be with her, I'm gonna be so pissed. But no, I I strongly if something regular just, turns out to yeah. be with her. <laughs> if something regular happens to her, like she just falls off the boat or whatever, like no, I think I strongly think that she's a forsaken. But the teaser or the trailer for the fourth episode has Ishamael releasing someone else who looks badass and is covered in blood and looks like the chick from the grudge. I am now a little bit more interested in whoever the fuck that is. I am too. And I'm rooting for Semarag because Semarag's fucking my favorite and she's so terrifying. And I, I, she's one who I like just cause she's, she's just twisted and evil. Like she's so fucked up. So I, yeah. I'm hoping that that's Semarag. I don't know who it is. Uh, because we're not super privy to that in the books because they, the Forsaken tend to just show up, right? It'll yeah. be like, and and there's a lot of hidden bad guys, as we know. There's a lot of bad guys masquerading as as other bad guys, as good mm-hmm. guys. As, so I, and that's what the Forsaken generally do is like, it'll be like, why is the king of that kingdom like acting like such a dick bag and it's like oh no it's you know so there's like a lot of a lot of that happening and like forsaken that come out of the woodwork and they're all like out there hiding so i i i wonder who that's going to be because that's how they're usually revealed in the books we don't get like pov of a shamael unleashing them like we do get forsaken povs but um yeah not generally of them being spun back out because they have to be spun out right they're like hidden in the they're stuck in the dark one's prison they have to be like freed so We'll see who that is, but I'm really, it looked female, I think. So I'm rooting for Semirag. Um, Aren't there like a bunch of females though? Like it's mostly women in the Forsaken. It's about 50, 50 Um, or maybe mostly men, but close to 50, 50 there's for the women, there's Mogidian, Lanfear, Semirag, Grendel, and Messana. So it's just slightly less than half. 
It's close to because there's 13 of them. So right, but I don't think we're gonna get all 13 of them in the show. It's just gonna be like seven. We're not. It's gonna get condensed down to eight. But most of the useless Forsaken are men, so we'll probably be cutting out a bunch of the dudes. And I would say we might lose Grendel or combo Grendel Masana. I could see happening. Um, but I would very like a lot. And well, they'll keep Mogidian. I think Mogidian's kind of a big deal. But I just really like Semirog, so I would like for them to keep mm-hmm. Lanfear, Mogidian, Semirog, and a combination of Grendel and and yeah. Masana. But most excited for that because I do. There's a lot of. I mean, some of the Forsaken you don't find out who they are or where they are or what they're doing until the last battle. Like there's like where it's just like, but where the fuck is so and so? Like you sick. know that there's a you know there's a gap where it's and the characters know too. They're like. Okay, we're at, you know, 10 out of yeah. 13. Like, anybody seen Demondred? And it's like, nope. <laughs> <laughs> so it's it's super cool. I'm really excited to see them, like, start churning out. So, yeah, we do get to see one in the trailer. And I, I don't know who it's going to be, but I hope it's Semirug. Um. So, yeah, so Rand is, is out there, out of control, fucking around. I don't know what his next step is. He just burned that shit down. I think from the trailer, we see that Moraine is, is probably out there looking for him at this point. Yeah, it kind of looks like she's Lan. just running. So I know. Responsibly ditched the Lan. Dumbass. I'm telling you, dude, she's being a bitch. So we'll see where they end up and where they're going, because right now they are in Karian, right? Mm-hmm. So they're, Karian is like all the way close to the Isle Waste on the far east coast. And we know that Perrin, who we'll move into now, is on the west coast. And the Shanshan are on the west coast. And like drama, drama, drama mm-hmm. happening there. The girls, of course, are up north in Tarvalon. Yeah. Um, For now. What'd you make of Perrin? Do you have anything like, does Elias make any sense to you right now? The other guy with the eyes? Like, I don't have a ton to say about Perrin. I have more to say about Shanshan than Perrin, but. He, like, he does and he doesn't. Like, I was like, are we supposed to know this guy? Or did he just, like, show up to help them search for the horn? Because they have a conversation on the horse and they're like, I don't trust this sniffer. And Loyal's like, this sniffer is fucking dope. And like, <laughs> like, and then he's just like, by the way, Perrin, I know you have powers and they're just like mine. And um, I'm going to cryptically tell you how this shit works. And I'm going to also creepily follow you around wherever you go, like mm-hmm. in the house and the room and all this stuff. And I do think one of my favorite things about Perrin's story right now is he can't control the visions when they happen, but he's also struggling to figure out what is and isn't real. Cause like he didn't realize that all the food on the table was rotten until after Elias came back into the room. Mm-hmm. Like he still thought like this just happened. And then Elias is like, this happened here. And then parents are like, wow, what the fuck? Um, yeah. I, what did you make of that? Like, what do you, what do you, what are your, predictions on like what do you feel like parents power set even is right now like i'm just so curious what your take is based on what they've given us he is some kind of like the word the only word that comes to mind is druid like he's of like animal and earth and kind or the moon or like stuff like that my one problem and i think i texted you about this i genuinely don't remember but my one problem is that the last scene where he's getting broken out by elias stupidly implies that they're werewolves. And I really fucking hate that. I really, really hate that. Yeah, they are not. I will spoil that. They are not werewolves. (laughs) That is not how this works. Um, 
But like I said, I think in our text, like they're not werewolves in the sense that they turn into wolves. Yeah. But it is more, there are complexities to it that I can't explain right now without spoiling you. Yeah. On on other things, not things about Perrin, but like how his power works is, is intrinsically linked with some shit that you don't know about yet that mm-hmm. when you find out you're going to fall so in love with this series, it's going to be over for you. I'm already in love with this series, but like there's so many, like some really cool things that have not been revealed. And when they are, I'll be able to explain parent stuff better. Cause there's, there's some weird complexities that just make it hard to, yeah, but like definitely wolves. And then he has this like vision of like how he's seeing things. And I, I'm, it's all going to come together. It's a little bit confusing right now. Yeah. Cause like he, it's useful, but then I'm also like, why is Elias here if he can see this? But then he's also not telling the other Shinier about his visions. Like he's not being like, I saw it. Like they were standing here mm-hmm. or whatever. But Elias is like, you saw something, didn't you? It's kind of like yeah. that SpongeBob meme where he's like, you like Krabby Patties, don't you, Squidward? <laughs> like that's exactly how I figure Elias is looking at Perrin right now. And I just, I like that we are getting this kind of development and I loved the conversation with him and uh, what the fuck was his name? The leader of the Shinier? Uh, the Shinarans. Um, Shinar, yeah. Yeah. So he was and like, dude, what a fucking dickhole thing to say in the first episode when he's like, well, maybe he maybe um, Patton Fane had his reasons <laughs> They might not be good reasons, but they're reasons nonetheless. And I'm like, fuck you, dude. That is such a shitty thing to say to some guy that just told you that he fucking hates this man. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, God damn it. And then he just like, uh, it's better to serve than to die. And I'm like, or you could not do that. Like, also, you just watched my most beloved character fucking eat it in the most Game of Thrones way. I've ever fucking seen like no, I died, seen like sh- really really bro that was so fun it was so quick it was so fast and it was like and it makes sense because Uno would never kneel yeah you know but it was um I I thought that killing Uno was a great pick even though I I love Uno and in the books he lives way longer and does a whole ton of shit of course he does Mostly what he does is hang around and swear and like just be hilarious and, and he's around. And it'll be yeah, like he's torn oh, a random group of people will be like, and Uno's in it. And he just sort of like and he shows up all over the map for 15 books. But like and I, I I'm I'm more than the loss of Uno, but also that was a great character to kill who like like people like you really like him, even though you haven't read it, like, you know, you know who he is. He was recognizable, he had a, a vibe. So I thought he was a good one to kill to show the stakes. I thought the way they did it was fucking badass. Yeah, like, that I, was insane. Yeah, like that was that was the Sean Shen look great. The Sean Shen are so scary. I was like, I think on my notes, I was like, who the fuck are these TM, uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle Shredder looking dope ass guys? Yeah, dude. And then oh. Oh no. <laughs> oh no! Oh no! Indeed, and and we don't even know the half of it because, like, you don't know what what's up with these guys. Like their whole shtick. Do you like? What did you make of their their channelers? I'm curious what you thought of this of their channelers because it, the, something that's really interesting about the Wheel of Time is that we have the Westlands, right? Which is where most of the story, like, 
takes place and where most of our characters are from. And we know that for them, like we understand what happens to channelers is the men are hunted and the women are sent to be Aes Sedai or they burn out or, you know, don't realize they have the power. Like we kind of, right. Like we saw like Swan get sent to the tower in that flashback in season one. Like we kind of understand what happens when you're discovered as someone who can channel in the Westlands, but we have not found out what happens if you discover that you can channel in uh, Shan Shen, which nobody even knows exists. Shan Shen is functionally the Americas, which and which is cool that they have that accent. They have an American accent, which they're supposed to have. And, oh, okay. Mm-hmm, that's even... silky. Oh. Yeah, they have an American accent. In the books, they have a Texan drawl, is the way it's like kind of descri- described, but Ew. I think that wouldn't have worked. Yeah, so no. the American silky accent works really well. And um, Shan Shen is a gigantic island, like bigger than the Westlands, basically to the West. And it's like, no one, they don't even know that it exists, that that's even there. But some, so we don't know how channeling is handled, like in somewhere like Shan Shen or uh, the Aiel Waste that we have heard them talk about a whole lot. That's mm-hmm. not part of the Westlands, right? So there's lots of places on the map that, um, and, and the, and the map continues there's stuff past the waste right there's other places outside yeah. the westlands there's a bunch of them there's also we get a name drop of the sea folk um so there's like lots of different cultures that operate off of the westlands and we don't know what they do with their channelers and so we get a tiny little peek of it with the shanshan i'm curious what you thought of it i think the choice to make the channelers not talk is creepy and super fucking powerful but also the the person that follows the girl around that points at all the people that she can detect channeling in what is her what the fuck is that about cuz she's got a mask on but it's got like lipstick on her mask it's face paint oh it's face paint okay i thought it was a mask cuz then the one girl that picks out uno takes her helmet off and she's got paint like that on her face too and i was like i don't understand what these guys are and like i want to know more about them but also like fuck these guys like they ruin parents good time they did they're gonna ruin everybody's good time yeah sean shen are here to fuck shit up and it's yeah. a bad time to do that with the last battle coming um when the goal is like to unite everybody yeah, in a perfect world, the dragon unites everyone to fight the Dark One. But in the world that we're like that where things are currently, the dragon is burning down his hut and like having no concept of how to do anything for himself, let alone unite the world. So yeah, meanwhile, um, Ishamayel is uniting the wrong people. Yeah, very interesting that Ishamayel is with the Shan Shen, right? And yeah. we know that. So we and we know Suroth is a is a dark friend as well. Mm-hmm. So who is like sitting at the top of the plinth? Right with the yeah the palanquin yeah Yeah. and I I really liked that we got the payoff of who she was right away like we see her in the first episode with the long fingernails and then that's how she communicates with people and I was Mm -hmm. like that's fucking cool like I like that but then the last word that and like in that scene is her talking and she's like all will kneel and I was like "Mm, this isn't gonna go well at all but then I thought genuinely and i was kind of shocked that this didn't go down like this i thought ashamael was gonna free perrin the way he was talking to him he was like i'm uh we'll be watching your career with great interest very palpatine mm-hmm. um yeah but he just kind of left in there and i feel like it's actually like going back and thinking about now i actually think it's better because it implies that he knew elias was about to come in and free him and it just shows how like how ahead of the curve 
Ishmael is from everybody that he's like, man's about to break in and free his buddy. So I better get out of here. But I'm going to tell him I'm still going to be watching you. Interesting. And I and like how he drops the bomber. He's like, oh, my God, you think Rand is dead? That's hilarious. Right? Yeah. Well, and that is, it's ridiculous, right? The fact yeah. that anybody thinks that, A, they defeated the dark one. Yeah. And B, <laughs> that Rand is dead. It's just, it's like, they. it just shows how little they understand, really, at this point. Uh, um, and it reminds me of, like, Moraine in season one, when I was just like, Moraine, in no fucking way was that the last battle. Oh, I know. Yeah. Are you what out of fuck? your mind? Like, how would so you ridiculous. even think? I've told you that the last battle is the bulk of the last book, right? That is like yeah. this thick. Like it's like, yeah, <laughs> like seven hundred pages of the last battle. Like it's insane. Like I, it's so good. Um. So anyway, yeah, that wasn't the last battle. Last battle still still coming. Um. Oh, the last thing I wanted to say on the Sean Shen, just to point out stuff that they're saying that's important. Like the the show said it. Listen. Uh, yeah. They mention Arthur Hawkwing or Arthur Hawkwing, who is a, a play on King Arthur. Yeah. And Arthur Hawkwing, they mention that they are his like armies, right? Or that he founded them and that they've come mm-hmm. back. And and Arthur Hawkwing was the last person to unite all of the Westlands. And he was this is after the Age of Legends, after the breaking of the world. Yeah. Um and he united everybody and made it one like gigantic empire, which like ultimately failed. But he is one of the strongest Taviran in history, probably the strongest before Rand. Mm. And um, the last anybody heard of him, he sailed west to see what may or may not be out there. Um, and so these guys are like name dropping him. So it oh, kind of sets up, okay. Like, yeah. I thought you were gonna say he's a he was a hero from the. The age with Luz Theron. Like, that's why no, they don't. much after. Okay. Much after. Yeah. Way, 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 way later. He was king of the world, like, long after Luz Theron. After the world had rebuilt after the breaking. But mm-hmm. still a really, really long time ago in from current times. But not as far okay. back as the Age of Legends. Um, yeah. So, shout out to Arthur, Arthur Hawkwing. That's exciting. Um, <laughs> and they talk about the Horn of Valir and the heroes of the horn and stuff. So you and I talked about that a little bit. Yeah. Online, so we'll see. Yeah. Arthur Hawkwing is one of the heroes of the horn. All cool stuff coming from the Shan Shen. The Shan Shen are horrible, but they're interesting. They throw a really fascinating wrinkle into everything. And I won't go into it because we do a lot in the dark friend social, but there's these shades of gray where like the Shan Shen are unequivocally evil. Like yeah. they are. Like when yeah, you see no what question. their deal is, yeah, but you don't even know. Like the the shit that happens in Shanshan society is not okay. I will not spoil it, but it's like unequivocally evil. Yeah. And but they're everybody has like every faction has dark friends within it, which is like kind of what we learn at Dark Friends Social, right? Mm-hmm. But the Shanshan aren't all dark friends, just like the Aes Sedai aren't, aren't friends, all dark friends or anybody yeah. else. You know what I mean? They're so it's like these shades of um, very dark gray, I guess, right, with the Shanshan. So I think that's interesting that you can have these people who are like super, super bad, but they're not necessarily forsaken. So lots to look forward to. Um, I think that kind of wraps us at this point on episodes one through three of season two. 
Anything else you want to drop in there before we bounce? No, I'm just really excited that this is back and I'm glad that we're here and talking about this and I can geek out about this shit that I don't know anything about. I love theorizing about this stuff. Like it's fucking, it's, it's awesome. Yeah. I like watching you try to figure it out. And then I like trying to figure it out with Aaron uh, knowing what we know. Yeah. Like, wait, so what does this mean? Like, who's going to do what for like, ah. <laughs> it's, it's very exciting. I think this is better than season one so far for sure. Oh yeah, for sure. I'm having a lot more fun right now than I was in season one. Yeah. And I think that's fair because season one is just setting stuff up and like, it has to be kind of a slow burn. Lord of the Rings light, man. Like I'm, and the first book is the same way. Like I'm so glad for wheel of time to come into its own because it has so much that is its own. That is absolutely nothing like Tolkien. And it's just like really going to find its, its footing now once it gets through that eye of the world stuff. Cause I'm like snooze. Like even though I really liked season one, I just, it gets so much better from there. So I'm excited that we're, we're on to it. Um, do you want to take us out of here? I would be so delighted. Um, yeah, as always guys, thank you all so much for joining us tonight. We hope that you enjoyed yourselves and maybe even learned something. Uh, join us next week for even more wheel of time as we'll continue our road trip through the Westlands and all of that fun jazz. Uh, be sure to subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts as well as follow us on all of our social media. You can find the links for our sites and social media in the episode descriptions. If you'd like to support the podcast, we'd love you forever. And we encourage you to follow us on our Patreon where you can find our show notes for each episode. <clears throat> Make sure to check out our website for the timeline goodies, including request the timeline. Let us know what you want to see and we'll make it happen. But until next time, the way back will come but once. Be steadfast.